Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 12th of January, 2021. Forgot to say year of our Lord. Uh, good news, bad news today. Good news is that this is the first episode of 2021. The bad news is this is the last episode of 2021. And uh, let's just let's just get the ball rolling on this thing. We start the podcast, like we, we, we jump on. Matthew's all in high spirits, doing the little Motown rundown, making a little song out of it. And it's curious to me as to why, because Matthew has some news that he has to share, um, and he's going to be as modest about it as he can possibly be. I'm not going to let him. Matthew um, is breaking up the band. He's John Lennon. And Matthew, why don't you explain to the people who Yoko Ono is? Uh, I don't like that analogy at all, but... Uh, so in this case, yes, I am going to try to be modest. One, because I I really don't like to talk about myself in like a positive way. Two, uh, I don't want to jinx it. Even still, I don't want to jinx it. He has the job, by the way. So he's just... But that's the thing is, uh, in my head, I don't. Tell them what it is, so and then you can say Yoko this. Yoko Ono, in this case, is Barstool Sports. Uh, if you are familiar with their, uh, obviously Barstool itself, but then they have the city account and the city, I guess, headquarters in a sense with Barstool Chicago. Uh, they have Barstool New York. They have Barstool Philly. Now they are launching launching Barstool Detroit. I, for the past month or so, month plus, have been running a quote unquote burner account for Barstool Detroit as like a tryout in a sense. And long story short, I earned the position. So now Barstool Detroit, if you have already seen it come across your timeline, whether that's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, whatever the platform, Barstool Detroit, that is the official Barstool Detroit, um, Barstool Motor City on Twitter. So that's it. So BS Motor City. Yeah, BS at BS Motor City, Barstool Detroit for the actual name. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, obviously with that, uh, I think we mentioned on here a couple times that I have a couple other podcasts. I have a couple other things that I do outside of even my regular job. So uh, now I want to obviously make sure that I may be focusing more on big picture, which good and bad. I, I am kind of I'm bummed to move on from Motown Rundown because it was a lot of fun. I Also your idea. My idea. And I do still appreciate you being able to run with it and make it a thing because I still know for a fact that like this wouldn't have happened without this opportunity. So I still thank you for that. And it's been a lot of fun and I don't want it to go away. The hope is obviously in some way, shape or form, Motown Rundown can continue uh, at some point down the road. But as of right now, it just kind of seems to make more sense that we be part ways. I just want to give everybody some context here. And um, one of these is a nice thing about Matthew. One of them is not. Matthew, which would you prefer to hear first? Um, Start with the mean one. Um, yeah. So two, I want to say it was almost two or three years ago now, Matthew and I started a podcast called Hotcakes that did not perform I think well. It was, I think it was like 2017. So technically we can even say four. So 
Um, it wasn't that long ago. Um, we started that. We did it for, I don't know, four or five months. Then we cut it. And then for the next two years, once a month, Matthew would be like, we should start a podcast again. And I kept saying no. Then Matthew comes to me very passionately back in August and is like, "I Motown Rundown, I got this idea. And he's giving me all this stuff. I'm going to run social. We're going to do this whole thing. And I go, you know what? I keep saying no. It's not a bad idea. Let's let's roll the dice on this. And wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? I finally buy into something. I'm having fun. I'm like, Matthew did something cool. And then he just stabs me in the back and he leaves the barstool. But here's the good news. Here's the nice thing I'm going to say about Matthew. Somewhere in between us stopping hotcakes and us starting Motown Rundown. I do not know where it, it was in the timeline. I know it was well after hotcakes, but also well before Motown Rundown. So somewhere within the last three years, Matthew was like, you know, I think we should you know, try to get into contact with someone and like create our own. And I don't even know if you're going to remember this. I was thinking about this last night. Try to create our own like Barstool Detroit thing and just run it on our own. And then if they like it, then maybe they'll just adopt us and do this thing. And wouldn't you know it, now Matthew is um, actually employed by them and is actually responsible for creating and maintaining and um, basically being the face of Barstool D- D- Detroit as it stands. Because uh, right now it's a, well, I don't, I, I'm not going to give out too many details, but yes, Matthew works for them now. Um, so it's a small world. That was a pretty nice thing that I didn't have to say. I could have just left it at, um, you know, you are leaving. I stand in the back. Yeah, which he did. Um, and I, I got to be honest, I didn't think, I never thought that you were going to get a cool job before I did. I, I, I think we can say that and you probably agree. No, I was going to say, especially given where I... I mean, knock on wood, not to like bash anyone or anything, but given where I am currently still at, uh, it's pretty surreal still. And nothing that I was doing in some sense made for a trajectory like this. Trajectory. I couldn't say that. Trajectory. This is who you hired. (laughs) I hope someone's listening. Yeah. So that's kind of the funny thing. The joke that Nick has been making for upwards of like 500 years is that i'm an idiot but in like an endearing way but like not, not at all because that's i just do stuff like that so hopefully this has been enjoyable for everybody to listen to so far it's a little bit of a different start but clarification yeah, well, on the circumstances of everything so like last week we didn't put out an episode i didn't even put out the why we didn't put out an episode i feel like that's pretty obvious to everybody so then today yeah, sorry i meant i meant i meant to add that given the events of um last week and what was happening on the day that we would normally record Matthew and I decided let's not and then turns out um we almost never recorded again but here we are we thought we owed it to everyone a day early mind you so um a couple of days early. happy happy new year happy uh you're right happy 2021 uh the show's dead thanks that's all I got I mean like I said there's only so much to be done or so much to be said about it so far and i do want to clarify i know that people would be really excited if i were the actual face of barstool detroit keep in mind technically right now you are my name is not attached to it in any way shape or form it is just the account and i am behind the keyboard so enjoy it i i do think that i make fun of myself for this more than anybody i think i'm one of the least funny people that i know I think I'm pretty good at like communicating and at least making people smile or laugh, usually at my own expense. But at like, your own expense. Yes. Yeah, but I don't know, laugh is a laugh yeah. at some point. 
I just want it to be totally clear. I'm being mean to Matthew for these last eight minutes. I have been nothing but very nice and supportive ever since he learned about this news. And I've been very excited. But now that people are going to be chiming in on our conversation, I need them to know how, how I really, really feel. feel. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I'm being mean right now because he can convey the way that I'm saying things. So he knows um, that they're a joke. But um, I no, I didn't do air quotes. So that's it. Um, you know, as far as what comes next, I and also don't bother Matthew. Don't bother him for a job. He can't give you a job. I've gotten don't do that. so much of like, I think everybody would be shocked how how fast the floodgates open to that just once you become known or official it's DMS have been like insane, not like me specifically, but like no, now that I this know. account was announced, the DMS have actually been like shockingly full of people just being like, Hey, you should probably hire me. And I have no control over that. Yeah. Um, Matthew doesn't know anything about what their plan is. So I let's just leave Matthew alone. I, I do. I, I kind of want to give you a crash course a little bit. I'm a little bit worried about you. I don't think you're going to be able to. I worry about um, you're going to read a lot of mean things, man. I, that doesn't. I just. I, OK, OK, well, let's take a step you, back. No, here. no, no. You're going to say it doesn't bother you. And and you're going to look me in the eyes right now. But as soon as we get off of this thing, you're going to be like, it does kind of bother me. I do the same thing. You're going to read everything. But the good news is that your name isn't attached to it. So they don't know that it's you. They just know whoever runs this account is stupid. I have been more prepared for people to be mean to me than anybody that's ever existed on this planet. So I am stop it. so very aware and so very ready for people to just be like, you suck. But yes, this there is a, is a bad di- tweet. There is a difference between it being my name and not somebody else's name, which is exactly why I like the idea of running Motown Rundown because then I can promote uh, our ideas and thoughts and opinions and everything behind a wall as opposed to having it be attached to my own name. But it is yeah. just kind of fun to just have like a brand that you're building because I do kind of have that kind of mindset as it is. I'm not necessarily trying to grow myself. I'd rather grow like a thing. Matthew can't even retweet me anymore. Where's he gonna retweet me? That's not fun. Do it for my own account. What do you, I no still have my see own it. account. Yeah, because nobody follows me. Um, as far as what comes next for me, because I'm sure that's the question. Um, well, ever since Shoot the J got demonetized, I just, <laughs> I just have not cared at all to record a single. Ep- I have a lot to say about things that have happened to basketball. But you're telling me that my um, $2 CPM, like, isn't there anymore? I'm good then. I don't want it. It's, like, I've made a cumulatively, um, like, $50 from Shoot the J. And, like, every once in a while, I'll cash it out and I'll, like, go get lunch. I appreciate that every few months. But now it's gone. I don't want to make episodes anymore. Um, I tweeted the other day that, and I told Matthew about it, who is supposed to be working on the graphics for it that i'm working on a mini doc um about something that i'm still not going to talk about i know what it is and matthew kind of knows what it is um but i'm still not talking about it or giving the title out because i want it to be in suspense matthew do you think people are going to care you know a little bit about it i yeah i mean in like the nicest way possible it's a kind of dumb question i don't know that it is i think people will like it i think people should be excited about it if if you, an arbitrary you, 
if you follow Nick in any way, shape, or form, um, I don't, I don't want to say what I was about to say next because I think that might be like a partial spoiler. People are gonna like it if it's if Give it's your... a little something. If because if people listen to this show, then they deserve to get a little. You know what I mean? If they support us like that, then they deserve to know a little something. Go ahead. I was going to say it's about basketball, and I couldn't remember if you even said that much. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of dumb, but... (laughs) Yes, it's about basketball. That was it? Well, I was going to say, if you care about Nick's opinions on basketball at all, which you've obviously gained a strong following on that, then I would tend to think people will be like, yeah, it kind of doesn't matter what it is. Nick, basketball, thoughts? I'm in. Here's what I'll say about it, is that I would never make a documentary about Something or someone that is still playing because that story is not done. So that's what I'll say about that. That's a good little um, tease. And, and then as far as podcasts go, um, I got nothing. I got nothing for you. So bombard Nick to record with James. I said that if we're going to stop Motown Rundown, you have to start just do it with James because he, he told you that it's your fault that you haven't because yeah, it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a surprise. Well, <laughs> so anyways, um, you can leave that in there. Um, I still haven't spoken to him, but anyways, that's, that's what's going on. Motown rundown's dead. Um, Matthew, it's, it's bizarre. Like, I, I can't believe that he actually got it. I don't, I don't want to talk about the, what the application process was like, but the odds were stacked against him. Um, as they were for everybody, like no matter who got that job, it was, it was like a one in a million thing. Um, Matthew caught lightning in a bottle. At times, I am surprised that I didn't feel like I was, like, writing on his staff, you know, like, here's a good joke idea. Um, for somebody who is not funny at all, Matthew had some bangers, um, and it obviously gave him the job, so that's great. Now, some of the things that you've been tweeting about, since this is our send-off, it doesn't matter if we give two in-depth opinions, because it's not like we can amend them later or anything, but... um. You know, I, as for like a quick, why is Svechnikov on waivers? What? Yeah. What? Oh, this is news. Hold on. I'm getting my keyboard out. What? Well, Hold anyways. On. Did you see this on um, Twitter so I know where to look? Yeah. Just literally look up Evgeny Svechnikov um, on waivers. And I typed this in is... Svechnikov and Svechnikov waivers came up. Have placed several. Yeah. I mean, I will say. Wow. Okay. So I here's, broke good news to Matthew. Ansar Khan from MLive tweeted out five hours ago, and I just didn't see it. Oh, I'm really yeah, I was going to send it to you. I was going to send it to you, and I was like, he knows that already. So. Wow. Okay. So hold on. So being on waivers isn't just you're not on this team anymore. No, I so know. So you have to keep means. that. In. I'm saying that like for listeners. Just because you're put on waivers doesn't mean you're just like gone. But. He said they have the Red Wings have placed several, including Evgeny Svechnikov, on waivers today. If he clears at noon tomorrow, so that'd be on the day that this comes out, he can be assigned to the Taxi Squad or the Griffins. Now, keep in mind with like COVID and everything that's going on this year with the Red Wings, uh, well, just sports, uh, the world. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, this virus that's exclusive to the <laughs> National Hockey League. Um, with all that's going on, there have been a lot of adjustments to how the minors are going to work. And that's what they're saying here with the taxi squad too. Like the Griffins will still play, but they also have like a taxi squad, which 
I still don't know all the details on, but it's kind of like a bridge between the two. But anyways, so Svechnikov is on there. Uh, Dom Turgeon is on there. I don't know who Barber is. Uh, Joe Hicketts is on there. Brian Lashoff, Dylan McElrath. I think it's Turner Elson. Uh, Ryan or Brian Crisquillo. Uh, Alvin, Calvin Picard. And boy, man, this is a kind of odd list. A lot of those guys do typically play with the Griffins anyways. They don't spend much time with the Red Wings, so it is what it is. My guess is they're probably just going to end up back on the Red Wings. And I guess, I don't know. This is just surprising. I don't know what the process looks like this year. We have a ton of young talent who probably needs to get more of a look anyways. And even some of the vets that we've signed, like I was kind of confused and wondering just how how uh, many guys we're going to see time this year. So I, I don't know. I'm just surprised that Svechnikov is one of those guys who might just be on his way out. His brother, Andre, has had a much better career so far. I don't know. I'm just surprised. So... Now you can continue with you bringing that up in the first place. That was just news to me, so I had to do a little bit of a deep dive. Yeah, um, my question was, why did we interview Marvin Lewis? I I will not be one to defend that. There have been a ton of like people in the know defending it, and I'm not going to act like it's the worst decision in the world because it's not like the Bengals were ever terrible when he was there, if I'm being completely stagnant is the word that I, if I'm being completely honest, I think bringing him in is just bringing Jim Caldwell back. Right. And the people it's, Oh my gosh, I miss Jim Caldwell. And then they interview Marvin Lewis and they're like, no, not another Jim Caldwell. I haven't heard anybody else think with like that mindset, but yeah, I mean, that's just exactly what it is. It'd be great to be like a consistent seven and nine to 11 and five year in and year out but you're not going to win a playoff game by doing that. You're just going to maybe make the playoffs every once in a while. So I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And keep in mind too, that from what I've been seeing, everybody that they've interviewed so far, like they're not going to do some off the wall outside hire. Any name that you've heard so far that they've interviewed, it's going to be one of them to take the head coaching position. And if they don't take the head coaching position, they are not going to be part of the Detroit Lions franchise or organization. So just, I don't know. I, I still think that it's a very short list for head coaching candidates and uh, GM candidates. I don't, I don't think it's going to go too far outside of expectations unless these guys just want to go somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, I don't. The Marvin Lewis thing was just kind of like a oh thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that there's much to say. I know that um, I was disappointed that the Tigers didn't get Schwarber. Um, I know that there are some people talking about us going after Chris Bryant since the Cubs are just getting rid of everyone that they possibly can. Um, you know, is that something that, I don't know, I guess it fits sort of what Al Avila was talking about, um, sort of fits a theoretical timeline if AJ Hinch is your manager. And then as far as the Pistons go, sorry, listen. Matthew really let the air out of the tires. I'm not locked in at all. I could not care less about what we um well, the So keep in mind, I don't want to keep people hanging and act like oh, gotta put my phone on do not disturb. Uh I I don't wanna keep people on their toes and say like just check back in every once in a while because maybe the podcast comes back or something. It's dead. It would be great if I'm able to find a little pocket of time to make this more consistent i guess we'll see but as it stands right now i would just rather focus on i hate to say what's more important 
but I got to prioritize. Uh, well, so. I don't I don't think people understand because they don't. Um Matthew juggling like three different podcasts and like trying to do all this other different stuff was literally so that he could get a job like he just got with Barstool and the fact that he actually got it um the weight off of Matthew's shoulders that he can just be like I don't have to do all this stuff anymore like I finally did it um I would be mad if he was just like I don't want to do it anymore but I can't be mad cuz it's like I mean I don't I admittedly this uh, you know right now I'm just kind of like what do you want me to say you know um I don't know. What is there to say about the Pistons? Killian's hurt. That wasn't fun. I didn't care much about that. I did think of something on my way home from work today, and 99% of it is only changing because we've actually seen the Pistons play, and we have not seen the Tigers play since we made this list, ranking like where the franchises Ugh. are at. I'm going to go back to... Well, I still think the Red Wings are number one. I still think that the Red Wings have a fantastic future, and I'm very excited to see where they're going to go. I kept advocating for the Pistons being in the number two spot. They are not in the number two spot. No? No, I, th- no, I think oh, the Tigers... I, I, I think you can... No, I think you can definitely Both. keep the Pistons there now. What do you mean? I think, if anything, all, all that's happened... Matthew, there is... I, I, it's very clear that this Pistons team, you know, on paper, their record is bad. Um, they're horrible defensively. Like, they don't have an interior presence. They can't defend jump shots. Um, but the reality is, like, they don't quit. And we saw that last year, too. And one of the reasons I'm not having fun this year it has nothing to do with what's on the court. It's that we see the same good things on the court every single night, and there's nothing to talk about, right? I'm not going to talk about how... You know, I don't like that Sekou's not getting enough minutes. I agree that I wish he got more. But now, everybody, we're going to trade him. Oh, my gosh. He's not one of Troy guys. Troy's guys, we're going to – he's gone. He's going to be a sweetener in the Blake deal. I don't understand why people think that a 20-year-old, who, by the way, turned 20 less than a month ago, who's in year two – um. He's his career's dead. I, I don't know why people think that. And I think people this is something I've wanted to say about him for way too long. And the reason I haven't is because he's a 20 year old who's in year two. We do this with Pistons players all the time. We did it with Killian a month and a half ago, and look how it started. We have these oh my gosh, the Pistons got their Siakam. We got our Giannis. You ever just think to yourself, maybe it's time to accept the reality that he's not. Maybe he's not going to be the 10-time All-Star and 3-time MVP that you make him out to be. And maybe he's just always going to be like a really good complimentary piece. And maybe all the things you're looking for, you're looking too hard because that's what you convinced yourself he was. And there's a reason that you can't say that yet. Because, again how young he is and how the the blatant lack of opportunity that he gets or rather doesn't get. So, I don't know. I wish people would shut up. I'm I I've never been this like um on edge with Pistons Twitter before. It's insufferable. Um I'm miserable every night. 
it's not fun. Uh, but the Suns game was was great. That was a good time. Uh, Jeremy Grant. It's see, this is it though. What do you want me to say about Jeremy Grant? We've all said it a hundred times. But it has been. Who else do you want to talk about? It has been reassuring. I guess, uh, like on our own end, that we defended bringing in Jeremy Grant and all the people that ridiculed that move can kind of eat their yeah. own words now. Well, but even then, we didn't we didn't think this was happening. So like no, no, we, no, we defended yes. it, but but we even we are like wait a minute, okay. So we knew it was a good move, but like we didn't know it was like because I was, we didn't know it was this. This is nitpicking. I don't. We weren't wrong in what we said by any means. We just weren't right enough. It, right enough. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not nitpicking. That's just that's that's exactly what I'm saying. That's just flat out true. Um, as far as the Blake stuff goes, I said is I said this a few weeks ago. Um, you know, Blake is in a position where the more he plays now the more likely it is that he could get moved at the deadline or opt out at the very worst um, this summer. It's going to break our hearts. It is what it is. But then you're going to get all the Seku that you want, and you're going to realize how stupid you look right now. So that's that's kind of where I am with it. Um, you want to talk about earning minutes? Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart earn their minutes every single time they're out there. Frank Jackson is a guy who is hovering. There's a healthy middle where it's like he earns his minutes and then he loses all of them because he's he's just not a good passer, like, at all. And some of it's a chemistry thing because he's only been with the team for, like, two and a half weeks, and he's only gotten to play in, what, two games. Um, and it was something that we saw even in the preseason with a lot of these guys because they just got thrown together and that chemistry had to build, and now guys are figuring out tendencies. Um, so outside of, like, Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley as a duo and Blake and Svee, nobody knew anything about each other. Everybody else was new, while well, and Sekou. Um, so I don't know, like you look at this Isaiah Stewart thing. He's a guy who by the end of this year, and James Edwards wrote this in, um, in a story with the athletic, I think it was yesterday. He's hundred percent right. By the end of the year, um, Isaiah is going to take all of Jaleel's minutes, all of them. And that's something I've really enjoyed with what Casey has done this year. Um, which, by the way, it's okay to say that Dwayne Casey's doing things right. I don't know. I, it's not even just me being an apologist, because admittedly I am. But there's a difference between me being an apologist and people just finding different things to be upset with him on a nightly basis. Because it doesn't. it's not always that serious. I'd say more often than not, it's not. One thing I really like, though, is his rotation is Plumley, and then hypothetically Okafor Stewart. And then... That sec that first center off the bench is always contingent on the game situation. But whoever comes off the bench first um comes off second the next time the rotation goes around. Right? So if it's if first it's Plumley Okafor Stewart, the second half it's gonna be Plumley Stewart Okafor. Like that's just that's what he's been doing. And I've really enjoyed that. I think it's that's that's perfect. I think that's healthy. Sadiq Bay closing out games, like he flat out deserves it. Um, I don't understand. I tweeted this a few weeks, like, I don't know, even remember when it was. He just like, his shots are just like chess passes into the rim and 43% of the time they go in, but it feels like all the time that they go in Isaiah Stewart getting into a fight with Giannis. Love it. Mm -hmm. That's my guy. Um, Josh Jackson. I, I knew the injury was going to make him come back down to earth. 100%. And it has. And that sucks. So much for most improved there. We got Jeremy Grant, though. The one thing that I have 
liked about these rookies, like obviously Sadiq Bey, like you said, I don't have anything to add. He's just completely earned his minutes, both ends of the floor. He's been a lot of fun to watch. I do like that he brought out the, this isn't what it is. It's just the way that I've been thinking about it. He's doing the Kobe band on his upper left bicep instead of the sleeve. I miss the sleeves. I miss the sleeves. No, I, I like the band. I, it's just old school. It's cool. He's, I don't know. At this point, he can already do whatever he wants, but don't ruin it. Uh, the thing with Isaiah Stewart, I've heard this a few times. I just don't have a better way to put it. Once he tightens up his game, and I'm not saying he needs to uh, score, like he doesn't need to do like 15 and 15 a night or anything. My thing is he plays free, or maybe I hate to say careless, but he is a loosey goose when he's out on the floor. The energy, we have not had somebody like that in a long time. I love watching his energy out on the floor, but it is a little frustrating sometimes when you just kind of got to like, got to get the leash on him and you're like, whoa boy, whoa boy, kind of bring it back a little bit. Cause when flails his limbs yeah, everywhere, when he wants to go up for I, a rebound, like, he is like, he's tackling guys. Like, I love it. I don't want him to not do it. that. But at some point Let's it's like, some coordination you've been on the floor though. for five Let's... minutes and you have three fouls. Like just calm down a little bit. I love it. Yeah. Don't change your game, but relax. He's like Thanasis and Thomas Bryant combined. Like that's the best way that I can put it. Has a higher ceiling that I think than both of them combined. But, um, you know what I I haven't said this yet. You know what I love the most about Jeremy Grant. I I I respect it the most. Something that nobody has said. I will go to war for anybody, especially somebody who's going to give you twenty six a game. Um, somebody who wears threes. During a game, someone who actually <laughs> hoops in, in in threes and nines, I got all the respect in the world for you, because son, that is not easy. Just hooping in boots, and well, I too. mean, I, I don't know how you play, like threes are one thing. I don't know how you play in nines, because I have a pair of nine lows, and those boys are bricks. Hoof, and even my threes, I don't know. So I that's <laughs> that's what I like a lot about Jeremy Grant, but at this at this pace. You know, if he's able to stay on this trajectory, most improved is um, it's a it's a runaway. Well, I think with that, too, not to cut you off, this is more of a question than a statement. But the pace he's playing at, just like he's consistently scoring, uh, like you said, he's averaging around 26 points a game. Um, He's playing well on both ends of the floor and everything. I think in a typical season where maybe he's been with the Pistons for a few years or we aren't we didn't reset the way we just did we're like still trying to fight for the playoffs and we're just not making it or something in this specific instance do you think that we can barring anything crazy happening we can expect jeremy to grant to perform at this level for the entire season as opposed to okay now we're like 20 games below 500 he's just going to kind of mail it in for the rest of the season or something do you think because of what he came to Detroit to want to do and where we're at, he's just going to play like this all season long? Yeah, I I had this conversation with Josh Eberle one or two nights ago. And I, I, well, I've had it a few times, but he was the most recent one where people are like, I, you just wonder if Jeremy Grant can keep it up. And they always question um, the consistency moving forward. And I just... I, I I wonder if those people have watched Detroit play this year. Um, there aren't a lot of shots to go around because Jeremy Grant 
is going to take all of them because he's one of the only people that can, right? Like, who else are you going to run your offense through? You know, like, that's yeah. it. To me, that's it. And and it, that just becomes a, a, a matter of efficiency. But the volume, I think, is going to be there the whole time. Um, I don't think he's he's not, like, overly efficient right now. Like, there's nothing sure. like, oh, my gosh, like, relative to what he's been in his career, sure. Um, I, I just, I would be a little bit surprised if it, and if he drops off, you know, two or three points, that's not the same thing. He's not, if he falls off a cliff and, you know, is by the end of the year, he's only averaging 15, then we're having a conversation. Um, but is he, if he's able to hover around 20, absolute win, $60 million well spent so far. I just worry that we're going to get into year three of this contract, even if he never gets hurt and people are going to do what they're doing to Blake now. Where they're gonna be like, it, yeah, this I we have a shiny new toy and I love them, and then in a few years they're dead to me. We've done it with every single player that we've had ever. I can't think of a player that's been on the, well because no one's been on this team for more than three years. Who was the last player who was here for a good chunk of time that people never got tired of and people didn't want to trade? Uh, it's been well over a decade. I, exactly, and I think that just goes to show a few things. One sort of what we've had where everybody views them as expendable. I also think it shows just the, I don't know everything about basketball. I don't, I, I learn new things every single day, but there is a rudimentary understanding that you have to have with players where it's like, you just can't give up on them because they didn't pan out to be what you thought that they were. I don't know. It's annoying to me. That's it. I got I got nothing else on this Pistons team. I they're fun. I there's a reason I'm not doing recaps. It's because like, what what would you like to hear me say? You know what I mean. There's no reason to. So that's it. Um, Matthew, do you have any closing remarks? I've been liking watching the Pistons. I like <laughs> watching them. I've I I I thoroughly enjoy watching them, even when they lose. I don't. But you know, after every single game. Do you want me to talk about how Jeremy Grant bet on himself? Do you want me to talk about Isaiah Stewart's energy? Do you want me to talk about what a home run Sadiq Bay was? It's the same talking points every game. Svee's kind of in a funk, but you know he's kind of starting to get it back. Blake looks healthy. That's good. Derek Rose, he took a lot of shots. It's the same thing every night. So I've been liking watching it, just because it is a. Di- I'm I'm not going on like a whole tangent. This is going to be my wrap up, but it has been fun watching competitive basketball every night as opposed to like like the Suns we're down I think 23 in any other year situation even another like franchise you just kind of close the doors on the game and just be like well we're just gonna wait until the clock runs out and then call it good uh but to come back and win was really cool so we even did it against Utah last uh yeah what was it last night or yeah it was yesterday yesterday afternoon um we made it. We made it a really good game. It's just like Dwayne. Like we lost by what ten, and Dwayne Casey was pissed because we started the game down nine nothing. And it's like if you get some of those back, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like then it becomes a game. Also, didn't help that Svi started the game one of eight from three. Mm-hmm. I'm still not mad at him, but it's like you make one or two of those different game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just imperfect basketball that we're playing right now, but at least still a lot to allow us to look forward to. So. It is what it is. I, I'm not getting too caught up in it. It's different when I'm not quite literally like reporting on the team. So I don't have to worry about those thoughts. I can just sit back and enjoy, but uh, that's that. Uh, Tigers, 
still a ways away. There's nothing to say. Uh, Lions coaching and GM search. I would not be surprised, honestly, if within the next week or so we have at least one of those decisions made. So I don't get excited about that. I don't I can't say that I have any single name picked out other than maybe like Robert Sala is still my go to pick, but not a guarantee by any means. Um, Red Wings are back on Thursday. Yeah, should be back on Thursday. Uh, They will be playing Carolina. I think they play them for like the first three games of the season. So enjoy them being back. I I think they're going to be in a very similar situation to the Pistons this year, hopefully, where it's not as much of a nightmare as uh, this last season was. But Which I did look back at our our records over the past few years. I saw a graphic come up, and it was like the Red Wings records in the last four seasons. I totally did not remember how close to 500 we were three years in a row before last season where we had like one of the worst records in the history of the NHL. It was insane. It's so weird how soon we forget. Why did Stevie lie? It's been a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where's, no, I, where's, where's Dylan C? So I tweeted that out today from the Barstool Detroit account being like, hey, we play on Thursday. Where is yeah. the C? And even the Michigan, like the U of M hockey account, the verified official one, keep in mind Dylan Larkin played at U of M. They tweeted the Red Wings. They're like, hey, are you going to give us the captain? Like people want, like what's going on? Why are we waiting? I don't know if it's going to be yeah. Thursday that it. They make some like really cool promo with the announcement and everything. I wouldn't hate that. That'd be kind of cool. But at the same time, skate out with the C. We're just, we know what's going to happen, but like you're you're freaking me out. You know, you bring up Michigan hockey stomping Michigan (laughs) state nine, nothing. Yeah. But, but then the next day, Michigan state got him back three to two. Um, I'm going to ask you one last lines question. I want a yes or no. Okay. Nico Collins in the fourth round. Uh, yeah, I, I I would be surprised if. Cool. Yeah, I mean, Third yeah, you round. just wanted a yes or no. I'll, I'll say yes. I, I would I would be sure. very happy with Nico Collins. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, um, feel free to unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> On your way out the door, uh, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. The final episode of Motown Rundown. For don't now. Don't let Matthew put. A, For now. Don't. I was, I was gonna say, don't let him put an asterisk on it. Um, there's no tentativeness with this. It's dead. Um, <laughs> because Matthew uh, is moving on to bigger and better things with Barstool and um, it's great meanwhile I got let go um, <laughs> unbelievable alrighty ladies and gentlemen thank you if you've ever listened to this show even if it was just once if somehow this was the first ever episode you listened to sorry wild <laughs> sorry. <laughs> wild wild time to jump in um Thank you very, very much for listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for the support. Thank you for following on Twitter. Thank you for everything. It has been fun, and we do genuinely enjoy it. It went by much faster than I would have liked. It feels like we've done this a lot more, but it's probably just because you and I talk like every day. But, yeah. Thank you, everybody. It has. I do very much appreciate it. How do I sign this off? I'm, we're not going to catch him in the next one. You could say catch you guys right, and then and gentlemen. delay and then not say anything, and I'll just... Ooh, I like that. Okay, okay. We will catch you guys. Shoot.